All right, everybody. Welcome back to Beardy Drums Live, your weekly best podcast on the internet, hands down. No arguments, no, none from you. This is the hands down best podcast you've ever seen. Again, as usual, we are coming to you live Thursday night, 6 p.m. Central Standard Time. And thank you for everybody for joining us today, me and my running partner, Jared. JT. That's right. Um, I don't know, man. What's going on? <laughs> uh, <laughs> let's see. Um, after my whole debacle for the past week. Yeah, we can't talk about it, but Jarrett has not been having a good week no. last week. You know, but Hopefully, a uh, new card comes in. Get that kit from Mike Malone. I do the recording tomorrow in Hattiesburg. Well, I, I hope you would walk in and I'd be like, is the week this week going any better than you? Like, <laughs> no, I got a sinus infection. I was like, geez, man, come on. But you are off for five days. For five days. So hopefully, you know, you can get out of here tonight and you're. I'm you're, not going to. I don't go to bed till seven. I'm well, so I'm, I know, but I'm yeah. just saying, get out of here tonight, get all your stuff done, and then tomorrow we'll start off nice and easy for you. I hope and, so. Uh, and it'll carry through the weekend, then we can cap it off Sunday at the juke as usual. Um, it's been super busy for me. I've been working my little booty off, but, uh, we'll get to that here in a minute. So to everybody that's already here, thank you and welcome. And to remind everybody watching as usual, that bearded drums comes to you live every Thursday, 6 PM central standard time here on YouTube. But if you want the audio only version of the podcast, you can find us on Apple podcasts and Spotify. Simply search bearded Bearded Drums. drums. So that being out of the way. Um, who's how many we got so far? We got eight people watching right now. Awesome. I, I'm sure it's all of our legacy members. Uh, we had a bunch of good uh, submissions this week. And Charlie dropping one on me at the very last minute. Like, I'm already uploading everything. And here comes Charlie <laughs> with his email. Luckily, it was only two photos, so I got it in, and, it's, and we'll be looking at those. Um, so, but as usual, to start off our week, we're going to go with what both Jarrett and I have going on in our lives. And as always, we will start with JT to let us know about what is a very exciting end of the week for him. So hopefully soon, like I said, when I get my new card in, I'll be getting that sweet 1970s uh, kit from our own good friend now uh mike malone legacy member mike malone tell them specifically jared about what it is it is a 1970s gretsch kit two eight by 12 rack toms a 16 by 16 four tom and a 14 by 20 kick drum in moon glow satin flame yeah that's it's a good pretty color yeah it's got all it, but the best part about it has all the internal mufflers on all the drums not just part even the bass yeah. drum yep that's cool got the pratt muffler and i'm i'm excited because it's a twenty. Yeah, they, you, uh, they always see twenty twos. No, none of us can afford uh, the eighteen. You yeah, know, nobody can afford the. 18. I don't have ten thousand no, dollars for 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 but a base. We drum. see the twenty twos all the time, so the fact that you're getting a twenty excites me. Oh um, yeah, because that's and, uh, that's our sizes we like to play. Yeah, and uh, and that color is going to be dope. So um, once you get everything settled financially and get your new cards in, then hopefully y'all can get on it, and that will be uh will be a good looking kit. So because I'll. Hopefully get that done soon, and then tomorrow, yeah, like I said, I'll tomorrow. be in, tomorrow. I'll be in Hattiesburg uh, to do the demos um, for Swindle's new website. 
So it'll be me and then a guy named Colin. I cannot think of his last name. It escapes me, but he plays for a local group here. And y'all are demoing um, Swindle Drums, but yeah. the kits that he built for y'all. Yeah, so uh, he built him a snare drum, that mm -hmm. 8x14 Cherry, which sounds awesome. Stave? Yeah. Nice. And then he has my kit, which is that eight by, sorry, 7x12, 12x14, 14x16, then 14x20 kick drum. Nice. And that is in what finish? Uh, it's going to be natural, and the wood is alder. So it's kind of like mahogany. Did you end up doing the inlay on the bass drum like you wanted? Uh, did not. I just kind of wanted to keep, we could kept, just kept this clean and simple. Yeah, because y'all been having... Uh, Y'all been having problems getting hardware in yeah. in the first place. Yeah, because everything has been, because of the yep. whole pandemic, everything's been a mess. Yeah, I mean, it's tough. Yeah, because like half the, like you got hardware in, and then like I was telling you earlier, like they dented them a gasket for one of them. Like, how do you not? And then like a couple of them, like they gave them the wrong inserts. It's yeah, been yeah. like, it's been like a fight. He's like, come on, man. It's like, just give me. Yeah. Everything. Work with me. Yeah, it's like we bought everything. It's like we went over it stuff, like what's going on, you know? And that's just, that's not a, a thing on Swindle. That's just the people he's dealing with at the moment. Yeah. And so he's try he's been in the process of like trying to find like other places besides going to there to get like his stuff in. Yeah, uh, dealing with suppliers can be, you know. Because he found out because the issue with those hoops was just that I thought they had broken. I misunderstood him. Whenever he got them and he was like, oh, these look good. He put them on his bench to start doing the finishing stuff on them. Uh, Cause I have the darker yeah. for the hoops, and it's like they were noticeably like warped. Oh, they weren't true. Yeah, and so uh, he's like, yeah, no. Jared. So to catch y'all up, Jared's, we thought the hoops broke. Yeah, uh, but the hoops they originally sent Swindle for Jared's kit weren't true. You know, obviously, you know, just not. The, at least that pair was not good quality. So did he get it all sorted out? Yeah, he's got everything. He sent me a little posted on Instagram last week, I believe, or no, or yesterday, the day before yesterday. Of all the toms, he had just got all the hardware and stuff put on. Yeah. And it was like, it's Tom time. And I was like, yes, it is. Got nice. my little. My I'm sure you're excited. Tomorrow's going to be a big day. Oh, yeah. Because we got. Probably a long day. Yeah. Got, we got a little frisky. He redid the bearing edges on the floor toms, like how the pearls are. So it's rounded over. Oh, okay. So the, you go deeper, the, you get more of a rounded. Yeah. Nice. Nice. You and know, I mean, that's a, you know, following in Pearl's footsteps. That's a, that, there's no way to go wrong there. <laughs> No way to go wrong. Pearl, the best reason to play drums. Um, well, Gretsch is the standard of... Oh, we just had this discussion, and I totally world. won. Sorry, so I don't know what you're talking about. But when we get to my part, we can have this argument, even though I did win. Not minutes ago. I proved my point, without a doubt. Um, so, brand new kit tomorrow, and doing the demo video or just audio? Uh, doing both. Doing okay. video and audio, yeah. So, doing a full demo of some Swindle custom drums you can find him at uh, at Swindle custom drums on Instagram and then also on Facebook same thing and then I know he's working on his website right now okay he doesn't have a website uh, he does but it's not the way he wants it to be so that's what we've been doing all this stuff for like I said Squarespace like, if you want to come up with a professional looking <laughs> website <laughs> um Okay, well, anyway, Swindle Custom Drums on Facebook and Instagram. Instagram yeah. um, so look him up. Uh, he put out a snare for Jarrett a year ago. Yeah, last year. Um, very cool, very good sounding, and very nice looking drums. So oh, yeah. Much props to Mr. Swindle for the craftsmanship that he can produce. So um, possibly a new kit from Mike Malone, and then demoing the kit you've been waiting on forever yep. tomorrow. Super excited. Very cool, very cool. Anything else at that, the moment? That's it. Awesome. Um, myself, 
Jarrett knows, and I think I mentioned it last week or the week before, that I had stripped down my practice routine yep. to the bare essentials. And I have been working like a little gnome, just digging, <laughs> just digging BPMs, baby. 160, 165. Been, been very uh, proud of you. Uh, I, I am, uh, I'm enjoying it. Um, I think, and I was thinking about it today cause I was like, why all of a sudden this, I'm going to start working again. Um, and, and I thought about it. The timing works out right. The last time I was really working my butt off was probably slightly before the pandemic started. And I know that because it was one of those times where Phil had come out and, uh, you know, Phil, he doesn't like jump up to the kit. If somebody yeah. calls him or something like that, but he's not like one of the first ones up and like, hey man, let me play. He'll just sit back and have his beer and having a good time. And I was playing, I don't think you were there, and finished like the whole set and I got done. And at that time, I was doing the same thing I'm doing now where I'm really journaling what I'm doing right and what I'm doing wrong. Yeah. And I came off the the, the, the bandstand and Phil was like, man, you've been you've been practicing, haven't you? And I don't think it was because I did a lick or anything. I think he could just hear it in the cleanness of everything or the, the confidence, I guess I might've been playing with. And I was like, yeah, you're right. Um, and I don't think a lot of us realize how impactful those kind of small compliments are. Not that like, yeah. Hey man, you killed it. Yeah. You Brian Frazier moored it. No, just like, Hey man, I noticed you've been doing a little bit of work and that I, I, I noted that. And that was right before the pandemic. And then we get into that whole, year of a blah and yeah. I think I had it worse than most because I actually got disgusted with the drums at one point during the middle of lockdown and uh, I think I'm ju- it's taken literally like I thought at the first of the year I was like I'm in a good mood I'm not depressed anymore yeah um, but I don't think I really am coming at it till like March like I thought it was January it's really now like the sun's out the weather's better my mood is better. And I think that's all of a sudden now why it's like, yeah, I want to, I want to work. And, uh, I've been enjoying the ever living poop out of it with my brand new pro logics practice pad. That thing is sweet. That's nice. It's, it's, it's a really good tool. I'm, I'm enjoying it, um, a lot more than any other practice pad I've had. And, uh, and just working my little tail off, filling that notebook every day. And, uh, uh, probably up until the beginning of last week, I really wasn't noticing an improvement. And then this week with a lot more coffee and, (laughs) (laughs) and some like serious late night sessions at like literally like three o'clock in the morning where I'm like, well, you know, you're just watching a movie at this point. Yeah. So you might as well be sitting on the pad. And finally, especially last night at like three 30 in the morning, I started topping speeds like two and three times. I was like, Oh, okay. You're finally making, some progress. So I've just been working my little booty off cause I have the time. I know you don't have as much time as I do. You got to work and travel to other cities to do drum demos and stuff like that. Oh, uh, <laughs> oh don't. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm the big man on, on campus right. right now. Uh, but no, I, I, my mood is good. My gig mood has been real good. And I think I even mentioned to you something I never did, even though it's probably what we should all be doing was like even to the point now where I spent 15 minutes before the gig on the bandstand just single double imperative just warming up which is an uncharacteristic of me yeah like I might practice all day long and be like well I'm fine you know if I leave at six to go to the gig I was practicing until five so I'm good to go 
but I think even stepping it up that one level of nerdery was like, no, I'm going to sit on the bandstand 10 minutes before the gig and warm up. That helped even more. So um, the practicing is going well. You got to hack, man. You know, that's, you're that's, right. that's the that's the marching term for no one knows what that is. Hacking is just is just really bad warming up. Just keeping your hands loose. Yeah, getting 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 going. Um, other than that, the search for the snare drum continues. We have entered our thousandth day of the hunt with no quarry in sight. Um, it eludes me. It runs from me, and it hides in the bushes, and I cannot find what I'm looking for, it's which is okay. It's been like, what, a fortnight now, maybe two? I don't know. We'd have to go back. It was basically, when did you get that Gretsch? Yeah, two fortnights ago, yeah. So what's a fortnight? Two, two weeks. weeks. Okay. Um, so, yeah, we're at a month. Um, of me looking for a 5.5 something. Yeah. Um, and uh, I think I had shown the picture. Let me get over here to my pictures. I think I had shown the picture of exactly um, what I was looking for. And I have another one. Nope, that's the, that's the other one. Uh, this one right here. This is what we're actually looking for. A 5.5 by 14 Pearl Masters Maple Gum that is six even ply, four plies of maple with two inner plies of gum wood. Nice die cast hoops. I think the typical strainer for the pearls and the typical CL bridge lugs. But that is what basically Jarrett's purchase inspired me to get. It's the same, I think it's the same shell, huh? Or is yours four ply? Uh, it's USA, so mine is three. Okay. Um, so this is the same blend, just more plies. Yep. Um, and I got, there's plenty of other finishes available on the market, uh, but I really want this because the natural goes with anything. You know, it can go with the reference I have. It can go with the Midtown. If I get some other funky color, I'm not going to be happy with it. Yeah. I'm going to wish this is what it was. I even got to the point um, where I was like, well, I mean, Maple Gum is part of the Music City custom program. You yeah. can get, what is it, Reserve, uh, Master's Reserve Maple. You can get the reference, the reference Pure Formula or the Master's Maple Gum. And so I even contacted a guy this week at Pearl. Um, just like, well, I'll just have them make me a Music City Custom, you know, that drum right yeah. there. Um, but, of course, they don't do the hand rub fin. Like, if you want a natural, yeah, they don't do the hand rub finishes there in Nashville, so it would have to be special ordered. From Pearl. Oh. So that's... And it goes up, up, up. Yeah, you're talking like three months because they're going to take a month to build it. It's going to get shipped with like a big order of Pearl, so it's not going to come FedEx. It's going to come on a cargo ship. Yeah. Um, and then they'd have to, you know, so it's just like, I'll just wait. Um, but in all of this, we have another contender entering the fray. This is... Um, the other one I started looking at, I had looked at it previously years ago. Um, this is the other one. This is the Pearl Hybrid Exotic Kapoor Fiberglass 5 by 14 Ooh. It is really nice. Um, I've seen Calvin Rogers, who's become a really big Pearl endorser, or a, vo a really vocal Pearl endorser, using the 8-inch version of this. Um, and you see a lot of the 6.5s, but I want a 5.5. This is a 5, so I'd probably take a little hit in what the sound I was really looking for, but this is another contender. It's a really nice drum. 
and of course, other than like a couple of used ones, nobody really has it in stock. Yeah. So, like I was telling Jared, you know, that's why Pearl drums are better than Gretsch because there are no pearls. They've all been bought up and people don't sell them. There is Gretsch for days. Just shows the superiority of the Pearl method to the great Gretsch sound. It's because they make five drums and they're done. Well, you know, I take your I take your counterpoint and I reject it. I throw it back at you. <laughs> that way I can just reinforce my own point continuously. <laughs> Um, all joking aside, I don't need these anymore. Um, so that's where we're at. Um, I'm looking for either one of these, if Sweetwater would get some more in. And I think a lot of it has to do for the same reason, like your parts for your snare drum. You know, it's just hard right now to get stuff in. And I'm sure Sweetwater probably, and I think even my guy told me that they literally have like multiple orders you know, and it's probably for every brand, but at least with Pearl, he knows there's like multiple orders waiting to come in. So yeah. hopefully they'll get some stuff in, the, you know, in stock soon. Um, but really, it's just woodshedding for me and hunting for another not needed Pearl snare drum, but hunting for <laughs> a snare drum and kind of peeling my eyes, you know, around. Try to I'm checking everything every day, eBay, <laughs> Reverb. Sweetwater app, and then just like a Google search, and I'm, I'm coming up with nothing. So we'll be patient. That's all it takes. And I even tell myself every day, like, no, man, just be patient. You'll find what you want. It's going to be happy. Yeah. So um, so that's where I'm at for the week. Um, and gig tomorrow, and then see you on Sunday, and then practice my little booty off in between. I got to go to a stupid wedding shower. Ooh. With Rachel on Saturday. Hopefully none of them are watching this right now. Rachel's watched. She knows. She don't want to go. <laughs> I don't want to go. She don't want to go. Um, she's only going because she's in the wedding. Ah. And luckily, though, um, it's at like 4 on Saturday, and it's like in this neighborhood. <laughs> so I'm like, yeah. I was like, you can just meet me at my house. We'll hop in the car. One minute ride over to these people's house. Eat all of their food. Tell them congratulations and bounce. And then we're back here and literally inside of a minute. It's going to be wonderful. Um, but it's going to be a lot. Of, I'm sure it's going to be a lot of that. Uh, so what do you do? Well, I work in marketing and uh, I do some real estate on the side. And I'm like, well, I'm a drummer. <laughs> hey. <laughs> I know that's what it's going to be a lot of. But she's in the wedding and it's a really good friend of hers. So, you know, we'll go and make the best of it. Like I said, there's going to be free food. So. I'll be happy. Can't turn down free food. Yeah, and maybe there'll be some mimosas or something. Oh. So we can get loosened up. <laughs> um, but it'll be fine. It's in the same neighborhood, so that's really what I got until Sunday. Um, but before we get into the viewer submissions, who's hollering at us in the chat there, man? My good friend, uh, who's also my guitar player, uh, Taylor Benjamin. Welcome, Taylor, to Catching the live stream. Says open the gates. Uh, nothing but drums. Says hey guys. Charlie says evening. Richie says oh, Charlie's here. Yep. Richie says dang, I got five days off too. Welcome to vacay time. Hope your birthday was rad at least. Um, I sat on my couch and watched Critical Role because I felt like garbage. Everyone's <laughs> like, what you doing for your birthday? I'm like, I am watching TV in my pajamas. If you enjoyed it, that's all that matters. I didn't. I felt all. I, mean, I know you felt <laughs> bad, but if you're watching a show you like, you got some food. That's all that matters. Yeah, a bunch of D&D &D nerd stuff. Just 
taking it easy. Um, and then we got nothing but drums. Is that a stop sign badge drum set? Yes, it is. It is the stop sign badge. It's the SSB, baby. We got Marios M. Facutis or Facutis. That's a new one. Yep. He goes, oh, wow. I've never heard of an older drum set before. My pops had a 79 Strat. That's older and it's heavy. He says, like mahogany, are the subtle differences between the two. Um, so alder is a lot like mahogany. It's round. Um, but the kicker for it is that the price-wise, it's cheaper than mahogany. It sounds a lot like it, but it's cheaper. Not a, not a cheap, it's not a cheap wood. Saying it's not it's like just it's, less expensive. It's just less expensive. Wait, and that's a, like a Fender Strat would be less, of, uh, less expensive with an alder body as opposed to like an ash or something yeah. like that. That's, I think that's what they start. Um, not the, right, the the cheap student models, but like a Mexican Strat, I think, comes standard with an alder body. And then yeah. you can step up to ash or, you know, they've got some options. So, yeah, it's just it's not a bad or whatever wood. It's just a little bit less expensive. Yeah. I've never seen anything made out of alder. Yeah, and it sounds awesome. I love it. Yeah. Because um, this is not his second kit out of alder he's made. Yeah. Um, so I'm excited because I, I always like. I wonder, do you think you can bend alder? Like, not in stave form, but, like, to typically do it. You might. Because I've never seen anybody make anything out of alder. I wonder if it's... Uh, well, uh, D-Drum did for a while. Did they? Yeah. I uh, forgot what the series was called, but they had a whole line of kits that was alder that they did. Huh. Yeah, they, I want to say theirs was alder and birch, I think. I, I always forget about these. This is when I need Cameron Eldor to, to yeah, chime yeah. in and be like, boom, 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 because he knows. He's probably working. He's a busy man. Yeah. Um but yeah, that's 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 a, that's a cool point. And like I said, I've, other than I didn't even know about the D drum, I can't think of anybody that had made any out of that. So I'd be very interested um, to know if you could actually do it in ply form, yeah. Or if it's maybe too hard that you can't, you know. Well, I guess if you can bend maple, you can probably bend anything. If you get anything um, wet enough to soft enough to to bend, you could probably do it. True. So, good point. Uh, we got, and then he replies back sound wise. I mean. Uh, Sound-wise, not a whole lot I could tell because uh, I own multiple mahogany drums um, and compare the two. Well, most of my mahogany drums are really old, so it's kind of cheating because they're all at least 50-plus years old. Yeah, and the ma mahogany from back then is just different. Yeah, way different than what we have today. Especially anything, really. If I was to compare it to like my Catalina Jazz, that one, um, the Catalina is a little bit more rounder but he also messed with that drum yeah. too so and it's also way thinner because that elders stave so it's thicker and it's got rounded bearing edges instead of um so i wanted a very vintage vibe for that snare drum because i like the old school sound i was like i like big round tone yeah but i tune everything up kind of high so it's it's weird i have a weird taste well i mean it's the bop tone <laughs> there's nothing wrong with that oh yeah and then nothing but drum says are you guys playing gigs now um i don't have anything currently just because i do the original music scene so it's kind of when we can get it that's cool but we also had to start from the ground up with my band you have been playing more and yeah more. it's finally i don't want to i don't want to jinx it and i don't want to say it's back but i'm working um and i'm working steady again and it's even now they're starting to uh it seems like and obviously it's it's obvious louisiana is pretty much still shut down yeah. Um, they've started booking like the single and duo people at Lake Charles Nugget. And I know that they're kind of doing distant stuff in New Orleans. But on the whole, uh, you know, 
New Orleans or Louisiana is just a no-go. Alabama and Florida, on the other hand, do not the care. redneck wild side of the southeast, they yeah. are ripping their shirts off and running down the beach, Yeah, basically. Um, we've got so much stuff that's happening in Destin, Pensacola, and then now um, the big uh, hangout. Is that what it's called? Yeah, the Gulf Hangout Shores. Fest. Yeah. That bar in Orange Beach or Gulf Shores yeah, or whatever it is. One of the two. Um, they just got us for, I can't remember now, maybe sometime in the end of May. Oh, um, sweet. So, yeah, it's opening up. The The local gigs are doing good. I'm here local this weekend. Um, and then I want to say the next weekend, maybe I'm out of town. But, yeah, for this weekend, I'm here. So, yeah, I'm working again at least to my east, Alabama and Florida, and then obviously Mississippi. Louisiana's a no-go. So yeah, I know it's, Chris it's has getting been, better. I know Chris has been coming over here to play like Mobile and stuff a lot. Yeah. Um, so I'm happy, and then, you know, uh, once I think they – I think once they lift the capacity in Florida, it's – and I think that's going to happen by the end of the summer. Like I think once the end of the summer hits, if everything stays on track and people are still getting vaccinated, you're going to see – busy yeah like super busy um so yeah we I, i'm working um you know jared's uh job was pretty secure through this whole thing except for for a little while yeah i think i had like two months or so where yeah. we had to just stop because of uh giving commission yeah um so we're staying good and busy which is thankful yeah you know and that's probably another reason i'm in a good mood and i'm willing to work again is uh <laughs> that we're actually playing so um and then Derek goes, hey, I got unlimited data so I can watch from my phone while at the bar when we'll welcome Derek. At the bar? Yeah. Derek, what bar are you at? You guys at uh, El Saltillo's over there? Yeah, are y'all at the Mexican restaurant? Uh, please let us know in the live chat where y'all are at, Derek. This is sponsored by Cable One. <laughs> yeah, we are not going to dox you. Uh, <laughs> let's see. Um, Joshua Breslow. Hello, boys. Hello, Josh. It is the bespoke drummer himself. Yep. Cosmos back. It says, looks like Bentley's drum shop has a pearl hybrid exotic drum in stock. Five by 14. The website says they do. Check there. Awesome. We will, uh, maybe we'll do a little live shopping. <laughs> <laughs> Split screen that iPad and do some live shopping and see what their price is. Um, so, uh, yeah, I'm sorry. Continue. Uh, Mario says, thanks for the reply. Of course, it's what we do. We try to get through everyone's comment. I don't think we've ever skipped over one unless it got redacted or something. Besides being the best yeah. podcast in the land, we also reply to 100% of live chat comments. We never, ever miss a comment. Nope. It helps fill up the time. <laughs> it does. And then Richie says, they're taking the hobbits to Isengard. Yes, we are. Yes, we are. You know, potatoes, boil them, mash them, stick them in a stew. <laughs> it's my jam. Oh, Pop's Pizzeria on Poop, oh, okay. on, on Poop's Ferry, he says. I've never, um, I've talked about it a hundred times that I want to go try Pop's Ferry on Pop's Pizza Road, or just reverse that. Pop's Pizza on Pop's, Pop's Ferry Pizza. Road. Yeah, there we go. Um, to see how it stacks up to the old Brooklyn's. Brooklyn's yeah. You... We're either working or uh, yesterday. What were you doing? I was at work yesterday. Yeah, uh, Amber called me for not yesterday, Monday. Amber called me for Brooklyn's. I was like, of course, please. It doesn't matter what time I'm going to eat dinner. <laughs> I will eat Brooklyn's now. Yeah, and it was oh so delicious. Um, I keep thinking about like ordering a pizza 
at the end of the like where we're still live. Yeah. Just so it's ready in time. And <laughs> maybe I'll do that tonight. <laughs> just order, order a Brooklyn's and have it ready to be picked up as soon as we're done. Um, Lord of the Rings. Amber just got an apartment. Got approved for an apartment. Nice. And I know where it is. And there's a place called. Oh, there's an apartment complex literally called Rivendell. Oh, nice. <laughs> and she told me the street. She said it's over on blah blah blah. And I said. Because I know she's a big Lord of the Rings fan, um, as you and Richie are. I was like, please tell me that it's Rivendell you're living in. She goes, no, it's the place right behind it. I was like, that is a missed opportunity. Really Why is. would you not make sure you ended up in Rivendell? Of all places, it would be the best one to be at. <laughs> no, right? <laughs> Sorry. All right. But that's it. We're all caught up on comments. Awesome. Awesome. Um, well, glad everybody's here and glad everybody's chatty today. Yep. Um, I think... Um, why don't you do it uh, while I kind of ramble for a moment? Um, see, uh, swipe out of there and go to Google and go to Bentley's and look. I'll at do it that. on my phone because I don't know how to. Because I I I need a home button. I don't know how products without it's home so buttons weird. Work. Um, and I of course, like now that we've all gotten used to the uh, what is it called Face ID and no home button. Yeah, they're gonna go back apparently to the finger finger ID, touch ID. So I kind of am aggravated that I have a an iPad that's not going to be old anytime soon that has that. I know it's looking at me all the time. That's why I wait. That's why I wait for everything. I like everyone's be. like the home button's gone. I'm like, mm, can't do it. I'm going to wait to bring it back. I know, it's like, man. It's it's uh, it's weird, but you know, I love it. it it's a it's a workhorse. Um, so uh, Jared and I were kind of discussing what we wanted to talk about today, and you know, really just. Not trying to wing it, which we're probably going to end up doing because big, big um, announcement next week. We are going to have yet another and our second special guest on the podcast. We are going to have and I totally forgot to load up some pictures for him, but we are going to have Mr. Cedric Fiesel of the Gulf Coast. Really good drummer. Super awesome dude to hang around. Super nice. Like one probably the, one of the most positive outlooks on life I've ever seen in oh my yeah. life. Uh, never see him in a bad mood. Even if something's going wrong, he's like, you know, man, we'll work through it. Yeah. We'll get it. Um, so not only one of the most positive drummers I ever met, but a really good drummer oh as yeah. far as his pocket, as his playing, and his chops. Like he's got a nice, well-rounded uh, accoutrement. Um, for his playing. So he is going to be on next week. We contacted him at the beginning of the week, and he said, I think he was at work while I was talking to him. He said he put in for it, and um, I haven't heard anything back like negative, so I'm assuming that he is good. So we're just going to go ahead and plan on next week, Mr. Cedric Fiesel joining us live here in the Beta Drum Studio to do, we'll probably have to pick one of our good topics that we've been kind of setting in a box for him. Yeah. Um, I think we had already talked about one. I can't remember. Don't say it um, if you do remember. But I. Oh, yeah. So we'll pick a good topic, um, like, a, a you know, either a controversial topic or. A, yeah, a, the or one that we were both very heated on. Yeah. yeah. Um, for him. So be looking forward to that next week. And uh, I like it personally. I mean, I love it with just me and Jared. I think I've noticed myself and I think you said something to me on Sunday. I've gotten pretty comfortable with the live. thing. Yeah. Um, it's easy for me to do the bearded drums videos cause they're all edited and I can make myself look perfect as far as my speech and all that. But I've gotten pretty comfortable with the live thing. If I could just stop saying, um, which is like the most common thing for anybody on camera to say, it's, it's tough. It's tough. 
and I learned to get it out of my vocabulary on when I'm by myself. When I'm with anybody else, as soon as I have a pause in my speech, I go straight to um. So if I think I could get it out of here for live, that would be ultimate. But, you know, I've gotten pretty comfortable uh, with you and me. But I've noticed, and a couple of people did comment, that when we have that third person, it just opens up the conversation. Obviously, you get another opinion, but it opens up the conversation that much more. I think it went really well with Derek. So I'm excited to have another person, you know, there at third base sitting in with us. So Yeah, because Cedric, I definitely want to talk to him about all of his uh, his touring and stuff that he's been doing with his band, Magnolia Bayou. If you guys are into, like, blues rock and everything, they're really good. They really are good. Magnolia Bayou. Um, I don't have anything with me yet because I haven't prepped for his episode, but I'm sure there's probably like a Magnolia Bayou com or something like that. And oh, I'm yeah. sure you can look up Magnolia Bayou Band on Facebook and Instagram. So if you want to check it out, it's like Southern blues rock, kind of sounds like Zeppelin sometimes. Yeah. Kind of sounds like blues sometimes, um, but they're really good. They put out a couple of albums and he's been playing with them for a, a, a quite a while. Yeah, because didn't you play with them for a while? No. Uh, no, you played, I'm sorry, of another guy Mm-mm. then. Because I know someone played with them before Cedric. I can't remember who it was. Uh, Yeah, you're right. Somebody did. And I, now that I, it's somebody we know. And now that I think about it, I, I can't even remember who it was. But um, we're going to have him on. And I think y'all will all really enjoy that. Our first guest, Derek, uh, gave us the outside drummer point of view. But having another drummer in the studio with us, I think will be good for whatever topic that we go with. So be looking forward to that next week. Are we on schedule for next week? Yes, we are still on schedule. Okay. So um, Thursday, yeah. 6 p.m. Central Standard Time next week. Um, that'll be with Cedric Fiesel, who is our second special guest of this first season of Bearded Drums Live. Have you had any luck finding the Pearl Hybrid Exotic Carp- uh, Kapoor fiberglass? So uh, Cosmo just said, oops, it looks like that drum that they have is aluminum model, not the Kapoor one that you wanted. Sorry about that. I'm at their website right now. All they have is brand new ones. They don't have anything else to use right now yeah. for the Kapoor. Uh, cheapest um, one is going to be uh, $5.99, which is the 6.5 by 14, but you want the 5. I want the 5. I want the either 5 or 5.5, um, which I've been thinking about lately, you know, because I'm pretty quick to pick up a – that's a good topic for today. Now, it leads me into about what I'm about to say. That'll be um, that'll be perfect for today. So I'm pretty quick to pick up a, uh, like a Ludwig or uh, any kind of like super cheap single-tension drum. If I see it on eBay and it's like he wants 200 for it, I'll pretty much pick anything up, and I have. I've accumulated one, two, three – Ludwigs from 1958 to 1930. No, four Ludwigs from 1958 to 1920 or 30. And the two that we built. Yep. And then the three pearls that I have left that I have. But, you know, I'll pick like the one, the one Ludwig that is the um, Duco finish was two-ish. I traded you for the Blue Sparkle. I think I only paid two for the 1930s Pioneer. And the little single tension 13 was even cheaper than that. It was like a 120 or something. Yeah, it was super cheap. So you're the same way. You got a steal on the USA Custom uh, Pearl for 300. Um, So I think we'll we'll pretty much pick up little stuff like that on the drop of a a dime. This is not that purchase. This is that like... 
it's going to be if it's the maple gum, it's going to be around four fifty or five. That Kapoor is sexish, depending yeah. upon if it's used or new. Um, and then I actually did look at some of the because I haven't the last time I played a Pearl Masters, which in my opinion is like kind of like a DW. Is what's like the standard one that they always have in uh, Guitar Center? like two thousand dollars is that a collector series but like a standard one yeah. or is that the okay yeah. it's like i guess like a standard collector series a pearl masters uh a gretch renown any of those like mid-tier fifteen hundred to two thousand dollar kits are like super workhorses i didn't mess with the pearl masters since they've done the maple masters or the masters maple complete where they redid the shells yeah um and I looked at a maple, a Masters Maple Complete, three hundred, same price, three hundred bucks, brand new on eBay. Um, it's just got the power hoop, the triple flange power hoop, as opposed to a diecast hoop, and it's just a maple shell, no gum. Yeah. Um, so, like I said, being that this purchase is going to be significant, and I've set the money aside, I don't really have to finance it. I've got the money in an envelope ready to go. This one I'm trying to weigh a little harder. Um, like I know you were pretty much, it was, if the price was right for your USA custom, you were just going to buy it. Yeah. But when was the last time that you purchased something that you really had to weigh out? Oh, I could get it used, but it's not perfect. Or I could get it brand new, but that's another 300 bucks or, you know, it's been quite a while. Cause the last like big drum purchase was that, uh, Stan Swindle built me. Yeah. And that was, that was, but that was three months. I got to pay it off. That was the thing. How much was it? Uh, nine hundred. Okay, um, and and again, that was being built for you. Yeah, because um, I, I guess like the last like modern drum that I flat out bought. It's been a long time. Uh at least two years. Whenever I got that uh, Gretsch Renown snare drum, just to have just to have a six and a half by fourteen maple, because I needed I needed something for everything. Yeah, because I had because at that point I didn't have anything that was big anymore um because i'd no take it back because i still had that <clears throat> that pro masters that i didn't like playing yeah, yeah that i traded you yeah which is a killer drum i just got to the point where at least for wood drums um or wood snares i like them in the shallower range metal doesn't really matter to me i've got a six and a half and i have a what is my sense of tone is that a five and it's a five and a half um so it doesn't really matter to me on metal drums. Wood drums, I just don't like deep wood drums. Um, that's not what I hear. Like, because if it's, I don't really, if it's between maple and birch, I'm always going to pick maple. I don't like birch that much. Yeah, birch is, to me, birch is weird for snare drums. I've just never been I just a big mean fan. drums in general. Oh. I really don't dig on birch that much. I'm a maple person. I like the crack of maple, but it's still warm as where... Birch has so much top end, which is great for projection. I just don't prefer the tone of it. And I don't like maple. When that's, see, and there you go. Yeah. Um, but like I said, for the wood drums, five, or, you know, it could be even be a piccolo, but like say five, five and a half. So I'm really having to weigh this purchase because it's probably going to be the last thing I buy snare drum for a little while. I've got plenty, um, but I don't have a workhorse that I can take to every gig right now in a wood drum. Um, I like the one that I had, the one we built, um, but it's a 4.75. It's just, it's yeah. very cracky. 
I want something with a little more body. So I'm going to have to weigh this purchase out a little bit more. 450 for the maple gum. I could go with that fiberglass Kapoor for six something. Or there's the Masters Complete, maple yeah. complete that's 300. Um, and they're all significantly different. But that's. Well, I tell you what, before we even say what the, the topic is, is anybody else weighing in in the uh, chat? Um, Derek said there's no comparison to Brooklyn's, but they do have good wings. Thursday is wing night. Heather says I'm having a Jack and Coke float. I'm having a Coke. And that's it. Well, I'm starving, and um, I'm jealous that they're eating right now. Now I'm thinking about food, but... It'll be fine. Yeah. Um, I'm having a Coke. No Jack and Coke, just Coke. Um, and Jared is having some of the fine black cherry. Clear American. Clear American. Um, so, okay. So I guess to really d- delve into today's topic, Jared doesn't know what it is because I just came up with it right here. Spending habits. Like I said, we'll pick up a $200 drum. And I think everybody's probably about that. If, if yeah. you have the disposable cash. $100 drum, uh, Mark Whitten and Josh seem to have really good luck with picking inexpensive kits and making them awesome. Yeah. Um, so I think we'll all pick up something for inexpensive. What we're going to discuss is when it comes time to, like what you just did with that kit. Yeah. Um, so that's I think that's what we should go to today. But before we do that, um, let's go to our almost pass it up our submissions for the day. viewer submissions. Viewer submission time. Um, so the first one I have is I believe okay, it's Mark Mark Moynton again, and Mark is kind of like Josh, like gets a really good deal on a kit and rewraps it or something like that. The one that he sent me, this one, is not finished yet like he just got the kit basically and uh i forget the brand it'll shit when i get to the bass drum we can look at it closer i forget the brand um but he has not done anything to it yet and he even said that you know he just had that random floor tom which is like a darker blue yeah laying around so he's got his kit together the reason i wanted to show this kit and he mentioned it in the email can you see what that says on that? Uh, it's R something is the brand, um, like Rivera or. And if Mark's watching, okay. Um, he said he hadn't done anything to this yet, and he you know, had the the floor time to complete the kit. The reason I wanted to bring this one up, and he mentioned it in the email. There it is again. Is this kit has attack drum heads on it that he put on there. And I don't think a lot of people know about Attack. Because they came out in the 80s, right? I don't know exactly. Or the 90s. For me, it would have been the 90s. And even then, they were kind of unknown. But Ray Hanser always put them on his kits. And they sound really good. And this was you know, back in the 90s for me. Now, they've had a resurgence where they're kind of coming out again. And they were featured on uh, Sounds Like a Drum. Yeah, those and the ones that they got were sweet. Yeah. Um, so that's kind of, I know he hasn't done anything to this kit yet, like some cool rewrap like he normally does, but that's why I wanted to show this kit off is because he's put attack on there. And I would suggest anybody out there, if you're in a position where you're like wanting to play with a different brand of drum head and you're like, Oh, well I play Remo and I might, I might pick a couple of Evans up or I play Evans and I might pick a, an ambassador up. 
I would suggest looking at the new stuff that's come out by Attack. Attack. Yeah, because they've had because there's there's new um, they're kind of like EC twos with an extra ring. Yeah, those are sweet. And then they have that new like off centered center dot, which I think is really neat. Yeah, that's uh, very cool. Um, so I just think it's a good brand, and that's why I wanted to really showcase this kit today because obviously he hasn't done anything to it, and we'll be excited to see what crazy rewrap he does on this kit. But he went a cool route and did the uh, attack drum heads, which I would suggest everybody take a look at because it's a really cool brand, and they're doing some, especially with that center dot that's kind of offset. Yeah, I, that's that's innovative. Yeah, that's so neat, especially like the guys like me that play traditional. Yeah. Um. So a. You try attack drum heads out if you've been wanting to kind of mess with some other weird brands. And they're not terribly expensive, so um, I think you would definitely be happy. I've had them before, and they were great. And now they've had like a real resurgence in their brand. Um, so I think it would be a cool thing to uh, to check out. So that's Mark's for the week, and I believe that actually catches us up with Mark. Um, I've shown all his kits off, so now he'll have to get on it and get something rewrapped and send me something in for uh Yeah, pump week. those numbers up again, That's right, Mark. buddy. <laughs> um and then we get to, where is Charlie? Charlie sent me an email uh, right before we started today, and he has his DW Craviato, five and a half by 14, and he gave it some love this week and got the uh, those hoops, the gold hoops, I believe, and he also got, oh, wrong picture. He got the hoops redone, and I think he'd been just, like, trying to find the gold stuff, and he got the multi-position strainer for his kit, or for the snare. I'm surprised Charlie didn't go for the new uh, five-point throw-off they just released. He did mention, and I don't have the email in front of me, but he did mention that he had been waiting for quite a while for whatever, if it was the hoops or if it was the strainer that he was looking for, but I think he... You know, they finally got something in that would work, and that's either what he... I can't remember what he said in the email, but he did give it some love, and it looks... That's a really nice-looking snare drum. It looks really good. That wood is such a pretty piece of wood. The gold, I love. I think it's a, it's a nice way to set a kit off, and then uh, it's always nice when you can upgrade your uh, your strainer from the st stock one if there's, like, something that's a little bit better, maybe a, a click strainer or something that locks in place. It makes a, a big difference. A, yeah. lot of a lot of folks probably don't think about it, but that your th strainer and throw-off make a huge difference Yeah, between having something that's, like, really nice to really bad. Because if you're – you could have, <clears throat> like, a purple heart or whatever, you know, $3,000 wood on your snare drum, but if your <clears throat> throw-off is garbage, you're not going to play it. It's just going to sit there, and it's going to keep like detuning and, and losing tension. You're not going to play it. Very true. And that's one thing I will harp on uh, Pearl about is there's nothing wrong with that standard strainer they have, but they put it on so many drums, and then you step up to the some of the signature models or like reference and stuff, and they all lock. And it's like, man, I mean, some of those, like a Maple, Ma Master's Maple Complete, it's not terribly expensive, but you step up into the Maple Gum, and it jumps big time in price. And they still put the standard strainer on there. Yeah, I don't like that throw off at all. Um, it's gotten better over the years. I noticed even though it's not, you know, it's just a smooth tightener knob. It doesn't click or detent or anything. It's gotten better over the years. Um, uh, something I have. Oh, I noticed it on the uh, the Sensitone. It doesn't move. Yeah. But I do. They have one midline strainer, and then the strainer that comes on like. The signature stuff and the and the reference stuff, which is so much nicer. 
Um, so like you said, it really does make a big difference upgrading those little things. And, uh, and Charlie's is exactly that really good looking drum and it got some love this week. Um, so thank you, Charlie, for sending that into us. And the next one we have up is the bespoke drummer himself, Ooh. Mr. Josh Breslow. Um, I have, where is, is that it? Here we go. Um, so this is, of course, um, I hate it when those pictures turn sideways like that. This is the kit. Um, and I, I believe this was a request from either a friend of his or just a customer. So this was the kit beforehand, uh, obviously before he cut it down and stripped the, uh, the typical wrap off there. And there are the shells um, right before him going to town on them. And before we even go any further, now that you've just seen the before, he did say if you wanted to send him a snare drum, he would be down to uh, make you some custom whatever you know uh, awesome something. i'll uh, once i get all this other stuff fixed and figured out i yeah. will definitely be sending you that uh that renown that's just been set on the shelf and but he, he mentioned that in in his email he's like yeah if jared wants to do that we'll totally get down so josh when jared gets his uh credit situation credit situation fixed and all his cards back we'll uh we'll get y'all hooked up and we'll come up with a uh like a bearded drums that'd be neat collab with josh breslow bespoke drummer <laughs> awesome so anyway i'm excited this is our before shot and then we get to which i'm assuming this is what his customer specifically asked for another cut down kit with some very cool wrapping done on the shells again uh that's the backside, and he's got a cool little like uh mini washboard on there and uh what do you call the little wood blocky thing uh, I know those, it's not a wood block. It's a those aren't temple blocks. What are those? Um, that this is why I need Charlie to speak up because I can't help us out. Because I can't buddy. remember what that particular um type of block is called. Yeah, because there's so many. So there's the backside of the kit with like the full sit down view, and there's I love that that washboard's cool. That washboard's really cool. And I love that he's actually got it mounted there on the kit. Um. So let me get to another. Now there is, it's like uh, CD covers or album covers is what the guy asked. That's awesome. Yeah, that's really, 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 really cool. I've got some more shots here. You can kind of see it on the bass drum. And there's some more of We got Weezer's Blue. We got um, the Deftones to the right of it. I don't know what those two of them bottom are. We got Jane's Addiction and the Doors on the Rack Tom. I cannot. Let me get you another angle here. Well, it's no, nope, it's the same one. Uh, it's the same one. Closer. Okay, so I thought there was a shot of the other side. There we go. We got Radiohead. We got Nirvana's Unplugged. Very cool. And then and from the size, I assume that is CD covers, like CD album covers, is what it looks like. Oh, they might be giants. That's right above the um the playing. I think I can't tell if it's Pink Floyd or not. My eyes are super bad from this far. But a very cool, just a very cool idea. And, uh, you know, just get a bunch of album covers off of CDs that you like, bands that you dig. Um, so I think it came out really well. Um, another cool-looking cut-down kit from the bespoke drummer, Josh Breslow. And, uh, again, I just like that washboard. <laughs> That's super cool. You could get some. Uh, you could get some cool sounds out of a little kit like that. 
I wonder what this guy's going to be playing because that's dope. I think if if I'm not incorrect, the last picture is the guy or is that Josh? No, that's not Josh. I don't think that's Josh. Um, but there's the kit, you know, being played. Uh, so another cool entry by Josh, and you know, that was like a a, a customer requesting that from the bespoke drummer. I'm telling you, Josh, you need to get on that man. Start claiming that handle, the bespoke drummer, because that is exactly what you are doing, putting out some really cool looking stuff. If gonna, I had something I could send him, I would, but I'm going to give uh, Anton figure one for his money for, for cool finishes. There you go. <laughs> that Chandler blue lame. <laughs> I got 1940s textbook pages <laughs> from a science book. That's dope. I don't have a kit made out of that. <laughs> then some, Oh, it's blue. It's painted lame. I have an old textbook. I'll just throw it at you. <laughs> Wrapping textbook. Be dope. Have reading material whenever you're playing a ballad. There's nothing else to do. So I have to play three. Uh, so that is all our submissions for the week. Thank you to Josh. Thank you to Mark. And thank you to Charlie. Again, uh, so it's not vertical. We definitely want a landscape shot. Um, just simply send them to all lowercase beardeddrums at gmail.com. And we'll feature either your um, photos or like a short video. Nobody's ever sent a video in, but if you want to send in a short video, you can send that in and I can see if I can get that working on the laptop here. Um, but just send those in there. And also, if there's uh, anything like you want to suggest for a topic, you can obviously let us know in the chat. But if there's something you want us to talk about or if you want to share it uh, another way, you can go on to Facebook. Jarrett runs the Bearded Drums page. So just go to Facebook, simply type in Bearded Drums and look for that page. Give it a like and you can kind of chat with Jarrett, send videos in, anything like that. So that's two ways you can get us either on Facebook or beardeddrums at gmail.com if you want something featured here on the show. Oh, yeah. And then you'll probably have us some wonderful pictures next week. Of oh, your, yes. Yes. Um, and probably, if you're down for it, I'll bring them on Sunday. I, I don't care. This Sunday? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't care. That matter to me. That's uh, that's less that I have to pack out. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, okay, anyway, now that we've gotten our um, viewer stuff out of the way, again, thank everybody for sending their stuff in. Back to our main topic for the day spending habits and i know stuff is expensive you can be a guitar player or a bass player nobody has it as tough as drummers other than like somebody playing piano wanting to buy a you know a steinway grand piano other yeah. than that or like i don't want to hear it from anybody because drummers have it the worst i mean i know if i had all the money back that i spent on drums since i started i'd be a rich dude I could buy one of those Gretsch kits like three times, uh, like a 1950s round batch, 18-inch bass drum. Like, yeah, I'll buy that kit three times. A lot of money. I remember when I left Magnolia Music, I got a printout of my entire customer history, and the number that it said at the end of like seven years was, eight years was shocking. I was like, man, if I could only have, because I have none of that stuff. Yeah. That stuff is not even in rotation anymore. I don't own any of that that gear. If I could have just that money back, <laughs> I could buy one kit, multiple snares, and be done. Oh, yeah. Um, so, but like we were saying, I'm going to be purchasing a snare drum here. And what I've, the way I've kind of been thinking of it, and I was telling Jared about this, I started watching Formula One Drive to Survive on Netflix. Killer 
show. But it's got me think it's got me thinking in these terms now. Like, do I buy like a meat and potatoes workhorse snare or like what would be like a Ford F one fifty? Yeah. Great, dependable. I mean, I don't know about Ford, but I'm assuming they're dependable. Um they're good trucks. Workhorse. Or do I buy a Formula One racing car? Like the Kapoor. Yeah. Way higher in price. Uh, a weirder shell composite. Kapoor and fiberglass. Or like, I think it was either Charlie or somebody suggested, which I had been looking at, one of those Pearl solid ply. Yeah. Um, you know, do I do the, the meat and potatoes or do I do the Formula One? racing car which i'm being very patient with this purchase normally i would have found a reason to buy something by now yeah but i'm like no like wait no matter which way i go i'm not going to settle on the finish i want a wood finish drum i don't want i don't want some either stain or wrap it's not going to go with one of my kits yeah so a, a wood finish not necessarily light could be dark but just a wood finish drum i think is is in order or that kapoor because it's black yeah it's just lacquered black so that goes with anything and both of my kits have black in them, so uh, I'd be fine with that. But that is, I'm trying to be very patient, but, you know, that's the question for me right now with this spending purchase is, do I go with, like, now, of course, it's not expensive, but it's going to work well forever, yep. or something that's going to work well forever, but also has really good looks, all the upgrades, you know, everything, which I, I asked you earlier that how much that snare was, how much, because this is your big purchase recent, yeah. how much you think you've got in that kit once you're once you're done? Because I know you had to trade him some gear and give him some cash. What would yeah. you say the price would have been? So if I would have like paid outright for that kit, probably would have been like on like the high end of like three and a half, almost four. Because everything about that kit... It's all done by him by hand. Yeah, well, it's custom number yeah, one. Yeah, it's custom. So what you asked for. Yeah, and so it's not. He didn't go out and just get Keller maple shells or have someone else made them. Like he went to the wood place down here, picked up the lumber, took it up there, did the glue, did all the drilling and everything. Did everything, all all the the manual labor he did. So I paid a a lot in. I would have paid a lot in labor, but he covered the labor part. I just paid for materials. Yeah. So, which well, I would that. say you went the F1 formula racing route. You did not buy the meat and potatoes. You did not just get a renown off the rack or no. a, a, something that was just there in stock. You literally did go the F1 route because you're like, no, no, I want this. I want this in this size in this finish. I want this done. I want this, you know, so that's literally you did go the extra mile. Yeah. Um, which usually pays off. There's been only a couple of times in my life where I have taken the extra mile and been like, this wasn't for me. Um, how do you feel on the verge of getting that drum set about having that much invested in it? What do you mean? Like, um, like are you nervous of the outcome of the kit because not, it's expensive, I'm, or are you confident in the outcome of the kit because it was so expensive? I'm slightly nervous, just, and it's not from a lot of it, not just from the money side, but for me, it's the time. It's like, I've been waiting. You have a lot invested. I have a, yeah. I mean, I've, I've, I've a, I have a lot money wise invested, but the big part is just the time for me. It's just been like waiting and waiting and waiting. I'm like, I want to see it. I want to know 
what it sounds like. I mean, I have the snare drum, which is proof alone for me. Like, wait, this is a singular yeah, it's a entity. nice snare drum. And it's like, I don't have a tom like this or a bass or anything close remoted to anything that's bigger than five and a half by 14. Yeah. Like, this is my only reference. Yeah. Um, which, I mean, you have a right to be nervous because it has been so long and it, and it is quite as expensive. So, um, but like most things, you know, Good things come to those who wait, yep. and you get what you pay for. Based on those two premises alone, I think you're going to be perfectly happy, if not you know, more than you expected, yeah. um, with your purchase. But to get that conversation started, I'll ask everybody watching right now, and you hit us in the comments and let us know, what is the route that you choose to take if you were in a similar position? Um, you're not just getting started. You're not trying to buy your first snare drum. You just need something that's going to sound like you want it to, number one, but also serve you for a while. Do you go the meat and potatoes route, which is maybe a little less expensive, but good and reliable? Or do you go for the Formula One racing car and get all the things you want, the better finish, go ahead and sink the money in, as long as you're getting the sound? Do we go you know, reasonable, or do we go 300 miles an hour? So I ask everybody that. you know, Hit us up in the chat and let us know. Because, again, that's why... I'm really trying because it started off, I think, when I started this whole mess with you, it was, oh, look at these solid ply pearls made in Nashville. Yeah. Thousand bucks. I've done that before, and I was happy with that purchase um, that Dunnett, uh, Dunnett I had. Um, or then it then it kind of morphed into the maple gum once you got your maple gum Gretsch. Yeah. Which is in the five range. Yeah, so you significantly you, less expensive. Yeah, you went head over heels whenever it sounded really good. Um and then because I was looking at all those Masters Maple Gum videos, Masters Maple Complete gets thrown in the mix. So I'm like, well those sound really good as well. And that's three hundred dollars. So that's even less expensive. And then within the past week I saw the hybrid exotic and that kind of goes back up again. Um, so that's what I'm kind of having to weigh. And, you know, obviously I'm not buying a kit, so it's nowhere near the price of yours, but for a snare drum, yeah, that's getting, when you pass, I think for me, when you pass that $500 mark, it, it hurts. Cause I've, cause I'm, well, not that it, it hurts, but I expect like under $500. If I were to say right now, there's a, there's a, a, a master's maple complete, for three hundred dollars in natural finish on eBay. If I would have purchased that drum and it came in, it's brand new, and it wasn't the world to me, I would be okay with that. It's a good maple drum. It probably sounds fine. If anything, it might sound a little similar to what I already own, and I might send it back on that reason alone. Yeah, but I wouldn't expect like earth moving sound from it. That maple gum in the five range, the hybrid exotic in the six fifty ish range, or that thousand dollar single ply i would expect like it would have like i would have no qualms with ordering any of those drums from sweetwater and if i got it i i would do like i always do and this is a good thing to consider if you're ever buying a really expensive snare drum that has a good return policy order the snare drum in take the head off the drum put your own head on the drum so you can beat it and play with it and not worry about messing up the newness yeah you know because if, if you were to have to send the drum back you would just take your head off put that stock snare head back on there wipe the drum back down make it look brand new again and then they would obviously have no issue with the return yeah that being said if i got any one of those three drums in that were above the 500 hundred dollar price range 
and it wasn't exactly what I want, I would do exactly that and send it back because I would expect at that price range, which you're going to expect at the price range you paid for your kit. Yeah. You want exactly what you wanted. Um, so that's kind of how I'm having to approach this purchase. Um, which I don't know, was it that easy for you when you bought your kit or did you have to waffle back and forth with dropping that much money? Um, so I think whenever I, I mentioned this whole process to Swindle, I was wanting, I was teetering between like wanting to go through and do like a broadcaster build out the way I wanted it or um, trying to get like a Brooklyn or something done. And I was like, well, it's like, well, I only have, you know, this to choose from. And I was like, well, this is kind of tough. There's a lot of money to be dropping in, you know, for a kit for the sizes I wanted. And I'm because you can go through the website on there. You can, you can kind of see, like, you know, the breakdown of what actual sizes they make and everything. And so as I was going through looking like other guys that had something similar built, but no one had what I truly wanted, like the vintage build out. I was like, I don't know. This is a lot of money to drop. And then Swiddle came by and dropped off my snare drum. And then he like fell in love with the kit, the the Ludwig I had there, and I was like, all right, cool. And it's like, well, if you ever want like, to do a trade or something, let me know. Uh, it's like, you know, he told me if you ever get rid of these, let me know. I was like, yeah, right, yeah, cool. And so like I sat on in a while, and I was like, well, I don't really play these a whole lot. And I was like, so I'll see what Swindle wants to do. If he wants to do a straight up like trade, or if he wants to, you know, do a trade with some cash on top, because I don't know what all what all it cost him to build a whole kit. Yeah, because the the few that he's done that I've seen. He did um, two or three killer kits for like a couple of churches and everything. Yeah. Um, like, have you ever done any like stave work on like you know the sizes? Like, he's done a couple like smaller kits for people. You know, sent like three piece. Like he did one like really cool uh, like kind of like walnut midtown kind of size kit for a guy. Um, but nothing as grandiose as mine in like a stave configuration. Yeah. So he was all he was all about it because he was working on one. Whenever I mentioned it to him, so I was like, "This would be cool for me to do another one." I was like, "Awesome!" So it's a big undertaking. Yeah, and then it's a big undertaking for us when it comes time to drop that money. I yeah. got lucky; I traded for that pearl reference. Pearl references are not cheap. I remember, yeah, I remember when I went and picked up that kit uh, from Guitar Center. That that was a Gretsch Renown. That was a uh, RN one. That was a Superstar Hyperdrive. That was two Sabian Artisan. Yeah. Uh, and a handful of other stuff that I'd got from Pat McGinley. Because I, I wouldn't normally bite the bullet on something like that, which is also the reason I'll never get rid of that kit, because it's the top of Pearl, short of Masterworks. Yeah. So I don't ever have to worry about pining for a nice Pearl drum set. I have one right here. Um, and I have a good bit of Pearl snare drums, but I'll have to admit, I never found the perfect one. You know, it is out there. I've just never gotten the perfect one, but I've also always been looking for vintage drums and stuff like that. So this is kind of a turning point as far as wanting to drop some money. And it's probably going to be the last bit of big money I dropped for a while because I replaced the throne. We both agree that that thing is super comfortable. Oh, yeah. Um, got a new uh, pad, so I don't have any reason not to be practicing. Got more cymbals than I know what to do with, and I have more vintage snare drums. So just a good workhorse for me. Um, I know I asked them, is anybody chiming in as far as the comments on what they would do as far as the big purchase or take it safe? Uh, not yet. Um, Charlie just, let me go back. Uh, 
see. Too many. My eyes are bad. Um, <laughs> Charlie says, the master snares are great. Can't go wrong with them. Derek says, I feel like Birch has body and boom, and Maple's more of a tight end sound. Funny how we hear things differently. Uh, nothing but drums says, North Carolina's not having any gigs yet. Hopefully soonish. Then Charlie said, three positions is more than enough for me. Waiting for the mini mag throw to hit the shores to retrofit instead of the aging nickel works on there. Mark Whitman says, howdy, just got out of rehearsal. Time to, time to listen to some good stuff. And then Charlie says, sometimes referred as wooden a go-go's for that. We're looking. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's right. Because they do kind of look like a go-go, be- or go-go bells. Um, so, Mark, we did show your stuff off earlier. Uh, you can go back later and rewatch to see the pictures of your kit. Um, yeah, and Derek is right. Everybody's going to hear things differently because I know some guys prefer birch. Yeah. Some guys prefer maple. Um, and then you can get into the weirder woods, but it's generally one of the two. And then I guess if you were metal, it was, you know, kind of, I know some people play steel, but it's really aluminum or brass is the, the general, uh, composite you're going to find for the metal drums. Yeah. Cause that's been something I've been looking into for a while is a new metal drum. Yeah. And there's. Those, those uh, I always say his name wrong. Gorgio Borlai. Yeah, Grego. Uh, those Gretsch. Yeah, yeah, Grego. Those Gretsch, that Gretsch model he came out with, that's a really nice looking drum. Um, I think we've showed it on here before. Yeah, because I was talking to Mike Malone about it earlier this week about uh, snare drums or whatever because he, I forgot how it got brought up. Because um, he's not a big metal metal uh, drum guy. He's always played wood. Yeah. Um, and I've always typically been metal. Same. I've, I've, I've dipped my toe into the wood realm, but I have that sense of tone aluminum, and I have that free-floating brass that I'll never get rid of, which is just an amazing drum. But I have, ad- I have admitted, like to myself in the past, like I'll be watching a video of like, some of my really favorite drummers that are like kind of in the contemporary music arena. Like I'm getting older, so that the music I listen to is older, and it's really contemporary um, they have a great wooden snare sound. And that's kind of what spurred all of this. And I know it's tough for all of us when it comes to, because, you know, money's, money's not free. You yeah. Know? It takes a while to either save that money up or be in a good enough position where you could maybe catch a good financing deal, 24 months, 48 months, on some of these expensive drums. So I know it's a lot to drop. And that's what I'm trying to weigh, you know, and usually... I would just say go for it. Who cares about the price? You're going to die one day anyway. You might as well get the yeah, <laughs> get the snare drum while you can get it. Um, but that's the problem, and that's the problem that you're having with Swindle right now is you can't get stuff in right now. Yeah. Uh, if you're USA made, you're in a little bit better of a position, but even they're set at capacity for how many people they can have working in those factories. Yeah. So, you know, it's tougher to get Remo in. I've noticed lately be getting Remo in Evans is, is just getting... It's it's not like it was. It's yeah, I know. Not just there. I know that. Uh, I think I think it was Wooden Weather. If I saw yesterday on their Instagram, where it might have been Revival, they had just gotten completely restocked on Remo, and that was, that was probably a, a huge undertaking because I know that their factory in California, for the longest time, you couldn't they couldn't make anything because of the uh, the worker restrictions because you only have so many people you know buy a certain footage. Yeah, and then. I don't know the true process of how Rima goes maxing their heads now from watching that video from like 10 years ago with yeah. our favorite Austrian. Yeah, he, yeah. We did the whole factory tour, but it's like, that's 
I don't know how many people it takes to make a drum head, but it's a lot yeah. you're going through because they're because we're making drum heads more than just for retailers. We think of all the other companies that order heads through them. Yeah, like uh, Pearl I'm gets y- Pearl gets their logo heads from yeah. Remo. Gretsch gets theirs from them. Um, pretty sure DW has Remo make their heads for them as well. I thought Mapex as well. Mapex. Um, but I think that's a you know in things I'm used to seeing just like in stock and prime. And not even like Prime, but like Prime where Amazon ships and sells it. Yeah. Evans was always fine. Now, I ordered a, what is it called? A 14-inch power center reverse dot, which is basically a controlled sound. Yeah. Um, Wasn't Prime. I can't even remember where it's coming from. It was free shipping, but it's not Prime. So it's like anywhere from the May 5th to the 7th, I might get that head. Um, so those, I've just noticed the past couple of times I've gone to look for something, they're not there. Mm-mm. Um, which is a great question because, uh, it was asked to us earlier. Some parts of the country are open. Some parts are not like he said, North Carolina is not really open yet. Louisiana, not open. Really? California, definitely no. not open. No. Uh, Florida wide open, even yep. though at capacity wide open, doesn't care. Uh, Alabama, same kind of thing. Lower capacity, but they're wide open. Mississippi, we don't have to really worry about capacity here because there's not that many people yeah. on the coast. Yeah. But we're wide open. You don't even have to wear a mask around here anymore. I still do. Same. Um, just because it's it. I mean, it's it's easy enough because I've gotten into the habit of it. I get out of the car. I just know I'm putting a mask on, and it's and I don't want to end that habit because. It doesn't cost me anything. Yeah. One second to put it on, and I'm already in the habit of doing it. Um, but, yeah, where we are, you don't necessarily even have to wear a mask, um, which I would still recommend, vaccinated or not, if you're going yeah. into a Walmart or a crowded club or, you know, any you know large gathering of people, I would still wear one. Yeah, because I still have to enforce it on the floor at the casino. Yeah. Um, if I see someone walk by, I'm like, hey, do you have a mask? And they're like... Well, we ain't got. I was like, this is a different. Like the the state might have lifted it. It's like, but the yeah, gaming but commission, a private yeah, company. Yeah, we're a private company who follows um, the gaming commission, who is our lord and master. So, if the GC says you got to wear a red button nose, well, and, I would be and walk in- around with clown shoes. Well, guess what? You better have your shoes and your nose on. You know, I would be interested uh, if Charlie's still here. Charlie, how is it where you live? Are y'all partially? lockdown do y'all just have capacity limits can y'all play um and let me know anybody that's watching um if richie's still here how it is where you live are y'all slightly open but with capacity limits are y'all wide open or are you you can't do anything because i wonder how japan is that's heavily populated super dense too yeah um so let us know you know if you're in the chat how it is where you live because i'd be interested to know because it's only just now getting to a point where I'm playing again. Um, and this has just started within like the past month. Again, I think by the end of the summer, we're going to be wide open for sure. Yeah, we will be. For <laughs> yeah, like, I don't know. About and, and I would say Alabama and Florida and possibly hopefully Louisiana. Um, but I'd be interested to know where, you know, I know Josh is up in the Pacific Northwest, I believe. Charlie is obviously UK. Uh, Richie's Japan. Mike's Wisconsin. Yeah, and the uh, the comment from earlier was North Carolina. So yep. that's a that's a good split. That's pretty spread out. So let us know where you are, um, or has anybody let us know where they are, how it is, uh, you know, in their 
local area, whether they're even able to play or not. Um, Nothing yet. Just. Okay. Because um, that's, or, you know, you can even take it a step further. And how do y'all react to people being able to play? Are you down with that? Or are you like, no, we should not be doing. Yeah, because we kind of talked about that a little bit. That's why uh, I'm, I'm, I'm leaning into right now. I was doing it very naturally. Oh, sorry. <laughs> um, and you're done. No, no, keep, keep. That's what I'm saying. Go, go with that thought because that's what what I was trying to naturally ease into. Because yeah, we're talking about that on Sunday, uh, just hanging out about the whole like. Oh, we should bring it up or not? It's like because you're getting to play some more. Um, I don't get to at the moment, but you know, there's other bands. Even like the small local scene we have are starting to play like. The Red Room folks did a thing a while back. Uh, Kron had his Kron Palooza or whatever. Like yeah. I'm, you know, last month or whatever. Yeah. All my days were just together. Oh, and it was like that for me. Um, uh, what night was it? At the Reef. Uh, that would have been Saturday night, I believe, of this past weekend. Wow. Like, I've never seen the Reef that packed on a Saturday night, just regular weekend gig. You can tell that people want to get out. They are tired. They want to be in the sunshine or just outside in the outside air. They want to be out. They want to go eat dinner. They want to hear live music. Yeah. Um, so, and I don't, like I said, th- I think that's what we were talking about. I don't know if different parts of the country are even okay with that. I know here, us being the rebellious South, Yeah. they're open. They want to be open. People want to go out. Um, some of them wear masks. Well, I say most of them wear masks. There's a couple of, you know, guys that are just going against the grain because they don't want to wear the mask anymore. But for the most part, I don't see too many people doing that. But we're open. And like I said, I don't know if maybe if somebody from California was watching, they might not agree with that. Yeah, because I, I was seeing like Ulysses Owens Jr., he's playing a little bit, but their whole band is like wearing masks, like, Upright bass player, he's masked, he's six feet apart, doing his thing. You know, U.S. is behind the kit, playing drums, masked up, doing his thing. And then, I don't know if everyone else is going out and seeing one play. Like, are they wearing masks or are they just Yeah, if, there? has like, anybody been to a concert even lately? Um, maybe somebody that's in a bigger city than us. Because I know that I've seen stuff lately where some of these bands are gearing up and I'm seeing like August and September for their starting dates for these tours. Um, I would imagine there's probably not too much big stuff going on just because yeah. there hasn't been enough prep time. Yeah. Um, but like Charlie or Richie or Josh or, you know, uh, Mike, anybody like, are they even doing local gigs where you are right now? Or is it still so tight that they can't really do anything? Cause like I said, it's just now starting for me. Um, pretty much a dead on a year later. And I, and I think, that if everything continues well, this summer should end up pretty good and will be. Because, I mean, at least right now for me and Jarrett, it feels pretty normal. I'm playing. There's no capacities, like, set on the restaurants or anything. We were in front of the juke joint till 5 a.m. again, just talking. So that's pretty much back to normal. And with a good crowd pretty much every Sunday now, now it's the summertime at the juke. Um, but I don't know how it is, or even if any of y'all, you know, there might be some of y'all out there that disagree with opening up at this point anyway. 
Yeah, like we had banquets going on this week. I didn't even know about it. Yeah. Um, like the Rush Lounge was packed last night, and I was like, "Is there something going on?" On it's like my boss was like, "Cause I don't get the emails anymore about like you know the daily week, like what's going." And it's like, "No, we had a banquet or something. Like we got folks in town staying at the casino. I mean, we had last week and we had like a cheerleading competition. Yeah, like tons of like teeny boppers walking around with like updos and like <laughs> glittered yeah. wings across their entire face. So I'm like, "What is going on?" Like I'm. No, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, one thousand. One, there's there's sixteen kids. Congratulations, enjoy your you know good luck to you, sir. And then we walk off, and I'm like, what is going on? Like, <laughs> you know, walk by the front desk, like, oh, we have a convention, people are here. It's like, what? And it's like we got cheerleaders doing the thing. We had cops, I think, two weeks ago, like the sheriff's thing going on. Yeah. Uh, then we had like a like a mini rodeo or something. Even before that, like within this week, let's be like spurts. They're just staying here. The hall hasn't been open, but like the grand ballroom. I walk past going up by the old poker bar, and the door's wide open. I see folks walking around. I'm like, what is going on? It's like, because we're doing banquets now. It's like, because all the folks are in banquet, they had been, like, moving around to different venues across property. Like, some folks have been the buffet or Michael Patrick's, or they've been the pool, like, bar backing or something. And now it's like they go back to their actual job. Yeah. I'm like, well, this is weird, because everyone's just been wearing different hats for the past year and then now yeah. it's like we get to do our actual job now yeah we actually go back to work i was so ready um when it started to pick i'm like i'm so ready to be back at work i didn't like not have anything to do granted we got some cool stuff done in the in those covid months where yeah we built some neat stuff and we had some cool projects and we built some practice pads but it's time to get back to practicing and get back to work and prepare to sweat my little buns off at this, what's probably going to be a super warm summer. Uh, yeah. I think it's going to be very hot. Uh, we'll see this weekend should be a good kind of tester because it's kind of, it's not cool out there today. It's not no. super hot, but it's not cool. Tomorrow night at glory bound will be packed and it'll, I'll have to measure how much I sweat. Like if it's back to the summer where I just come out soaking wet. Yeah. Once we're done. Because I noticed this morning uh, when I was starting to kind of come to, because I, I live upstairs in our house, and I'm like, oh, no, we got to make sure the AC is like yeah. been defrosted and everything because it's hot. Like, I woke up. And my, my AC came on today. Started coming on today. Like, I woke up, and, like, my thermometer said 78. I'm like, Jesus, <laughs> this is hot. For me, that's hot. Yeah, well, that is hot. And it's yeah. always like that, you know, upstairs is always a lot warmer than downstairs. Yeah, so I mean, I had to make sure all my doors are closed. I was like, insulation should be fine. It's like, there's no cracks. Nothing's doing anything. I was like, still hot. I was like, I'm like not looking forward to like the middle of July when it's just sticky, pasty. Yeah, well, it's going to be bad. And it's going to be hot on Sunday, so we might as well get ready for it. Did anybody uh, have anything to say as far as the, uh, the question that was asked? So Charlie said I'd go for the maple gum or look out for some older 90s masters for a slightly cheaper option. Uh, before you even go forward, there is a, um, what is that 90s masters? Is, like, is that the SST shell? Yes, I believe um, so. There is one on eBay for two ninety nine. Seems like it's in fair enough condition, but I'd like to see a lower price. Yeah. If I can get a brand new Maples Master complete for 300 I don't want to pay two ninety nine for one that's like 10 years old. Yeah. Two fifty would be better. Two twenty five would be probably sold. Yeah. Um, but I I, I agree um, with you, Charlie. It'll probably no matter how much I toss around different snare drums and and gripe about having to wait, I'll probably end up waiting in the long run and getting that maple gum. Yeah. Um, but I I really like that 
And that hybrid exotic, man, that's a nice, it's a dope. If I see one used and it's got a good price, I'll probably just <laughs> stack both of them. <laughs> um, but you're right, Charlie. It's 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 better to be patient and wait and get what you actually want. He said money, no object. The stave and solid shell pearl options look incredibly nice. You're right, and it's, I don't want, money is, an, you know, it matters, but they always have great financing options for yeah. Sweetwater. If I wanted that uh, solid shell, I would just get it. Yeah. And take the money that I already saved and just put it put it down as first as time, you know, when the first payment comes up and then just pay it off in time. That If I were to purchase that drum, that would definitely be like, get it in, take the head off, put a head on it, and play it. And if it wasn't like every bit of perfect and making me cry with it sounding so good, I would send it back. Yeah. Um, at eight ninety seven, that's expensive. After you do tax, you know it's a th- again, it's a it's a solid shell. You can pay about a thousand dollars. Yep. Um, if that wasn't perfect, I would send it back. Short of that, Sweetwater just doesn't have anything else in stock. Yeah. Um, so it's a it's again it's a waiting game, and I'm sure if I wait long enough, I'll be perfectly happy. Um, it's just like you with your kit grinding every day and just waiting for something to pop up in the right position and the right finish. Yep. Um, so I'll, I'll be patient. I'll stay there. Um, said even a maple free floater could be a nice option. I remember you had one and you were not a big fan of it, right? I absolutely love the free floating series because of that very reason. If you don't like the maple, you could go buy a brass insert, pull the maple out, put the brass in, or if you were cool enough, Back in the day, to get one of those phosphor bronze ones, yeah, like anything really, um, you can get what you can get rosewood, you can get brass, you can get maple, you can get aluminum, you can get crystal beet or you know acrylic. acrylic. Um, and if you were got an old enough and were lucky, you could get phosphor bronze. So I do like that. This is what part of my argument when I say, do I go with the F one fifty or do I go with the F one Formula race car? I notice sometimes, and you, I think, would agree with this because we've both been through this. Sometimes a shell that actually has lugs drilled into the side with maybe just regular old triple-flanged hoops can sound better than a really expensive drum that's got free-floating system, die-cast hoops, a locking throw-off. Like sometimes, in my opinion... Tell me if you disagree with this, anybody watching. Sometimes they go overboard and they put too much crap on these drums. Yeah. And there's two, like, some, like, this is a good anecdote for that. I'd always wanted to try one of those Pearl 20-ply reference series snare drums. Yeah. It's like, they're like that thick. And back when I worked at Magnolia, I was really good friends with our Pearl rep. And I said, look, man, I want to try one of these drums out, but they're really expensive, A. And again, it would have to be perfect for me to want it. He said, look, I will send you the one you want. Do do me a favor. Take the head off. Put another head on it. Play it. If you don't like it, send it back. And I, it was a reference series, 13 by 6.5 uh, in a natural finish. And I got it in. I hit it three times, and I knew, no, 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 no. Yeah. It just, and that's kind of my thing with specifically that 20-ply reference pearl snare. It's too much. Yeah. The shell's that freaking thick, and then it's got uh, the reference lug, which is a big, beefy lug, and then it's got die cast. That drum felt like it was choked. 
like the drum couldn't do anything because number one, the shell's so thick. There was, there's no, at 20 plies, there's barely any resonance. It is yeah. attack. It is crack. And that, is, and then you pair that with the die cast hoops and all of the weight. It was a heavy drum. It was just too much. And then you get to like my Sensitone, which is a thin shell with the typical bridge lugs and a triple flange hoop. And it sounds perfect. Yeah. So I think things can be overdone when you get into that higher price stuff, when sometimes you pick up a cheap snare drum and it's like, this thing's killer. Yeah. The snare drum for the red um, uh, vision that I had that I sold to Daniel. Yeah. We both agreed when I got that snare tuned up, it sounded killer. It and did. that was a cheap birch stock snare drum that comes with that kit. Yeah. Which is another reason it's like that five and a half sounded so good. And I don't, that one sounded really good as an inexpensive snare, which makes me think again, well, do I really need the nicest yeah. 500 mile an hour fast car? Or can I just pick up something that sounds good? Granted, we're not lucky enough to have a store here that carries anything. Yeah. So I can't do it in person. I have to take the chance and order online. Um, so that's kind of how I'm weighing it. You know, sometimes the expensive ones, there's a lot of extra stuff on there. That's just not, you didn't need all that. Yeah. Cause that's how I'm, cause I'm kind of torn between, I want to, I want either a bronze or a copper snare drum. Yeah. And I thought about getting the copper kit through drum supply. Yeah. Cause it's an, oh, it's yeah, to build your own. Yeah, because it's an inexpensive way to get your to get a copper snare drum. It's like, but also, Gretsch has those super cool with the that's the black coated on the outside. Yeah. And the logo's etched. It's not, so it's, the copper's underneath it. Those sound awesome. And then they have those massive bronze drums. I'm like, yeah. those sound sweet. And I'm kind of like you. There's too much. The depth doesn't really matter a whole lot to me on a, on a metal drum, at least, until you get like really small. Or like really shallow, I was like six and a half would be fine. It's like, but I wouldn't mind having you know like five and a half or even just a six. It's a it's it's overwhelming in general. Is it wood? Is it metal? Is it five? Is it five and a half? Is it six and a half? Is it eight? Is it die cast? Is it triple triple flange? flange. Is it? uh, Yeah. (laughs) How wide the snare beds? Are they shallow? Are they wide? Are they deep? Are they narrow? Is it (laughs) is it twelve? Is it twenty four? Is it thirty six? Is it forty? Like and it'd be one thing if there was a guitar center here that had half the stuff, but no, no. We uh, our local music store carries band gear. Yep. Like marching band gear, and that's it. Like the rest has to be done. Thankfully, again, places like Sweetwater are good about taking stuff back as long as you don't mess it up. Yeah. The rest of it's like it's a gamble. So that's why I'm having to be very tiptoey about this. Um, I didn't mean to cut you off from the comments. No, but that's you're fine. Kinda, you know that at least at this point. Yeah, because I I definitely feel you on that. Because that's been like my big thing is I was talking to Mike earlier. It's like I definitely want an aluminum drum because I don't have like a true just like yeah. workhorse aluminum. I was like, well, drum supply is a DIY one. Yeah, I'm like that would probably be a really inexpensive, easy way to get into it. But also wouldn't mind looking online. Uh, there's some old Gretsch ones from the 70s that are six lug. Yeah, so it's kind of like an acrylite. I was like, it'd be dope, and it would go with that yeah. 70s kit. And yeah, like, it would. Yeah. Like, so that'd be, you know, like, error correct for all the, you know, nerdy things out there. I was like, but I could just spend less money, not a whole lot less, because it's still like 325 yeah. uh, I think it's 275 for the kit. Um, but I'd be like, no, I need Remo heads, and then I'd probably put die-cast tubes on, because I like the way die-cast feels and sounds. So I was like, would be, be an upcharge on that, so it'd be... Might as well just buying an off-brand Gretsch at that point yeah. for the die-cast part. And the same thing because they have their own copper kit that they have as well, but their copper only comes in 6.5 and 7 things shallower than that. And I was yeah. like, 
All right, so I watched all the Gretsch videos. I'm like, those sound really good. And then people say, well, you want a cheaper copper drum, get a Natal. And I listen to those, but those sound good, but I, I want a Gretsch one. It's like, you know. Yeah, you want what you want. Yeah, and so it's it's just, it's, and, and to be able to justify, <coughs> pardon me, you know, going through three different snare drums and trying to figure out, like, out of those two, which one do I want first to be able to hold into and play, like, what I'm going to actually really enjoy. It's tough. It's like, yeah. Because you're just trying to find one, and you're having a hard time finding it. I have too many options. I have to narrow <laughs> down, like, okay, well, I know I can get the bronze, the copper, or the aluminum. And it's like, well, everyone should have an aluminum drum. I don't have one for some. Well, I have one, but it's not. I have to put a lot of work into it. That super sensitive that my grandma got me. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it kind of works, but it's like, yeah. there's, there's a lot of work. And to me, it's just sentimental. Yeah. I, just, I keep it on the shelf. It's cool. It's for my grandma, whatever. And then I have nothing else like that. It's like, and I want an aluminum one. Because I, like, I get kind of upset because I, whenever you bring yours out, I'm like, this sounds so good. Which one? Your sense of tone. It is. It's a cheap drum. It's a cheap $300 drum. And it sounds it was, so good. I don't good. think it was that expensive. It might have been 225 or 250 It was cheap, and it sounds so good. It Which does. is maybe another reason why I should just get something inexpensive. I don't know. Yeah. It's there's too many options. There's so too much. Too many options. It's, it's, it's just so much. It's like, what do you do? And then and too many options, and none of them are available. Yeah, for me to try anything. Because not like we're guitar players, and like we find a guitar like how it plays. You buy a pedal. Yeah. Or you get a different amp or an amp head, and then you go through. And then if you're like Matt and them, that's like. You don't have to buy pedals. You just buy yeah. a board, and then you can go through and do whatever you want to with them. Those those fancy things that him and Dakota have. It's like we don't get to have like a little pad and go. Oh, I want this kit to sound like this. Boom, boom, boom. We're done. It's like no. It's like you got to go trial and error. Um, Sixteen different drum heads to get it sound good. Like when I used to have that reference kit right there, I cannot get that kick drum to sound good. And I tried every head combination I could think of that I would actually play. I probably spent three hundred dollars on heads. And I was like, this sucks. I'm done. And then <laughs> packed it up. And then Pat's like, you want to trade? I'm like, yes. It's like, great kid. And I still have that Yamaha from it. And it's like, but couldn't get it sound right. Tried everything. He's like, oh, it took was a, it was an Aquarium Super Kick 2 and this. I was like, no, I tried that. Didn't work. He's like. It's different when somebody else puts their hand on it. It changes that quick. It's, that's you. <laughs> you give Hugh UT heads and it sound. Yeah, he would. He really amazing. Would. <laughs> uh, guys, we got get back on track for a little bit. Um, Charlie says no gigs for us at the moment. I've been doing teaching and sessions from home. Partial lockdown with shops and outdoor during open. Uh, he continues. We are not expecting indoor venues to be wide open and distancing to be lifted till late June with theaters expected to be back at capacity by August some holiday parks and indoor gigs from May though uh, I'm I, that's kind of I, I can kind of see that I can't I don't know how to get turn this off um, I can kind of see that with um, with most places like he's saying places that are even still not fully open yet I think by the end of the summer yeah with the way a lot of people are getting vaccinated um, and just the way it's going in general, I think uh, Charlie, like most people will see, you know, when we start uh, for us, what will be the next school year for the, you know, for the younger kids, you get into yeah. August, I think pretty much most is going to be good to go. Yeah. Maybe still at capacity, but at least you're out, you're playing. Yeah. Um, and uh, it, it definitely here in the States, I think most places by midsummer 
are going to be open because, you know, the economy has to get back on track. It can yeah. only take so much of a hit for so long that these people can't make money. Restaurants, clubs, anything tourism related. Yeah, which is our bread and butter down here. It's the only reason like yeah. half, the, half of us have jobs is from the tourism. I yeah. mean, we have a whole strip that's nothing but traps. Well, I hope, Charlie, I hope you're playing sometime fairly soon. I hope everybody's playing sometime very soon. Josh uh, Breslow says, I'm in Wisconsin. There's not a whole lot going on here. Yeah. Um, so he's probably on the same path as, as most people right now. They yeah. haven't lifted enough restrictions or set the capacity where they can actually do stuff. But like I said, hopefully we get into the good weather and everything goes well and y'all will all be you know, out and about and playing again. And our last comment to catch us up completely, Charlie goes, back on the snare hunt note, have you looked at seeking out one of the 90s Pearl custom classic solid shell maple drums? Those are wonderful snares. I, if, if we're talking about the same thing, I see them a lot on eBay, but they're all in Japan. So he, and I, if we're talking about the same thing, it's like the, the solid ply stuff they made back a while back. They typically have like a... a a hand rubbed stain finish. Uh, a lot of them have gold triple flanged hoops, and they sh- they show age because they're that old. But even if you find one at a good price, it's another hundred one dollars to ship from Japan. Yeah. And my only problem with that would be to get something that comes so far and to pay so much for shipping and then not like it. I'm sure most of those probably have a return policy, but dealing with that from between here and Japan is called take forever. And it's going to be expensive if you don't like it cuz they'll cuz you'll probably have to front the shipping cost yeah. back to them. So, I would if if I were to go the solid route, I would just buy one of the new ones. Um, but I have seen what he's talking about and they're cool looking and some of them have some nice age to them, but again, if somebody ever had one here, I might pull the trigger. I typically when I am on eBay because and it's only because I'm a Pearl player. Jared doesn't have to worry about this because Gretsch is mainly USA and a Ludwig player might not have to worry about this because that's mainly again, USA. So much of the cool Pearl stuff comes from Japan. And I don't mean like the factory in Taiwan where they make a lot of their stuff at. I mean the actual factory in Japan where all the masterworks is done because there's so many people in Japan that order custom stuff. Yeah. And then years down the road, they just get rid of it. There's a, bunch of cool snares there are snares when i go on ebay that i've never heard of from pearl i saw one today called a masking model m-a-s-k-i-n-g i don't know if that's the guy's name or if that's the type of snare there's a z type snare that pearl made um there are some weird models that only like because you're in japan yeah and it's easier to order custom stuff from them they get so much cool stuff. But again, no matter what the price is, there's always a hundred stacked on top for shipping. Yeah. So I typically filter that out of all my searches, even though there's some cool stuff that I may drool over. I don't want to even be tempted. I just filter it out of the search and go with the stuff that's here in the U S. Um, so like I said, if I were to purchase one of those solid plies, it would just be one of the new ones. I would not risk it with an older model. Yeah. Um, but again, Kind of like Yamaha is really good about it, too. Yamaha, and there's other ones, but I'm just using these two as an example. Yamaha and Pearl are really good about putting tons of snares out. Like, there are snares after snares after snares after snares. There's only so many Mapex snares. Yeah. There's only so many uh, Ludwig snares. Yamaha, DW, Pearl. I don't know about Tama. Tama. Um, 
but those three, they put out a lot of snare drum models. Yamaha is probably the worst. Like they have a model for everything in every size. Yeah. Brass, maple, wood, steel, blah, 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 blah. Every freaking 3.5, 4.5, 5, 5.5, 7, 8. Like they make a bunch of snares. So it's just kind of overload at this point on, you know, what you can even go for. There's just so much. And there's not that many videos out as I thought no, there would be. No, because that's the, one of the things I've been running into been trying to find like sound samples of what I want and there's not a lot to choose from and the ones that you do have kind of suck. I'm not well, gonna li- <laughs> the one I want one I, I thought might be a good way to meet in the middle is that Brian Fraser Moore Pearl signature. Oh, you're talking about that on Sunday, yeah. It's five and a half by fourteen. It is maple gum, but it is twelve ply. Eight ply of maple, four ply of gum. Die cast hoops, nice wood finish, a clicking strainer yeah um and they even have a demo model available at sweetwater it's like 112 dollars less than the 7.99 for the regular one yeah i can't find a decent sound file online pearl didn't like the the video that pearl put up was him talking about it which is fine yeah but then like the three or four videos that i could find online about it just were like cell phone recordings i'm like nah i gotta have i gotta have a real sound recording yeah and i did see today that calvin rogers posted on instagram he had just gotten one so i'm maybe hoping that he puts out a video with that snare drum or something but again i can't make a purchase that expensive and take a chance on something that's like yeah uh, because that's to be honest with you that's typically thicker than i would like yeah 12 ply is that's starting to get thick um i would typically prefer i've always liked the pearl six ply it's kind of their thing uh, especially with the maple drums. They've always gone six-ply, and I would be totally happy with something there. I just, without a good sound reference, going for something that's totally foreign to me. Yeah, like, well, I couldn't do it either. Mm-mm. Like, I, like, I'm trying to find those bronze and copper. There's a couple of videos. I'm like, I don't know the way you guys tune your drums. It's like, I needed something different. It's like, and they sound good. I'm like, ah, but I just, I want to be able to go out and touch or, the thing, which is. Or at least know that if something does go wrong, I could send it back. Yeah. You know, within reason, you know, be nice to the drum, keep it nice and clean, make, keep it looking brand new. Yeah. But be able to go, no, nah, this is, I'm really not completely happy with this. And if I were to go the Ferrari route and spend a bunch of money, it would literally have to be perfect. Yeah. But patience will probably win the day <laughs> and just wait for the right thing yeah. to pop up. Um, but it's tough. I mean, I think we can all, um, uh, you know, I'm sure when Charlie bought that DW Cravioto, that probably wasn't cheap. No. And I'm sure that took a little bit of like, you know, even I think all of us when we get, even when you know what you want specifically, if it was like a specific model from a specific year with a specific finish and it popped up on eBay and you had that exact amount saved for that very moment, you would still sit there and go, mm. well, what if there's another one and then maybe this and then. Or I mean, just in general, I'm about to drop $1,200 yeah. on a drum or whatever, there's always going to be that, like, anxiety. Yeah. As much as you want the drum, you know. Maybe, maybe it's the fear of buyer's remorse at that point. Because <sighs> you get so excited, and then it's like, and you're already thinking about. I've done about, it. I've done it. I've done it a bunch. I'm sure we've all, I'm sure we've all had, you get so excited about a piece of gear, and then you get it in, and you're like, eh, it's all right. <laughs> you just. 
snare drum after I know I've done it with snare drums. Like you get it in and you're just like, mm, you want to trade for it? Yeah. <laughs> uh, the uh, what was his name? The Bruno Mars drummer snare. Remember uh, that? The, the, uh, the panda snare. Yeah. Uh, what is that guy's name? It's his brother. Bruno Mars. Yeah, that's that drummer is his brother. Eric Panda. Yeah, Eric. Uh, Panda. I don't. I just his yeah, but name. Uh, yeah, yeah, he's got a whatever. His, whatever their last name is. Panday. I don't know. Um, that was a nice drum, and guys still like hunt after that PDP snare. And I got it in, and it was like, I mean, okay, it's a nice little. We waited. We liked it. Yeah, it was cool. Was it like knock me off my socks? No, no, not at all. Um, and I want that. That's what I want with this last purchase, which is going to, like I said, going to be the last purchase. That's a big purchase for a while. I want to be knocked off my socks. Yeah. I want like, holy crap, man. Did you hear that drum? Cause that's how it was with your drum. You might not feel about it like that, but I do like that snare is like, wow, that would be the one. If I was a Gretsch player, I would be playing that USA custom every day. Like, or if, you know, if, you, if I, if you were gigging like yeah. every gig, that snare drum sounds so good. I just want what you got, Jared. I want to be happy like you. Well, for one low price of $300. Wrong brand, bro. We've already had this discussion. We'll, we'll pick off the thing. It's and we'll See, that's the point. It's available. Those pearls aren't available, bro. <laughs> they are sought after. Mm. Well, while you're dreaming about it, I'll go home tonight and bang away <laughs> on mine and go, you like this, Steven? You like this right How there? you like it now, bro? Yeah, exactly. Huh? huh? How you like it now? I can roll it down the stairs, brick, and buy another one. What can you do? Wait. <laughs> Wait with tears and at agony. 3 o'clock in the morning. Come on, guys. Just put one up for sale. Just, just one. <laughs> Even just a hoop. Just something. Yeah, anything. Not don't. Please don't tell me, well, you can special order it. Yeah, well, I can also wish and make it magically appear i'm not gonna special order it that just takes forever especially from pearl because i've done that with pearl and i'm not faulting them for it they're in japan they have other stuff they have to make and then make mine and ship it to me it just takes so long and then i see some other guys that have got some stuff special ordered um it's like six months later and it comes back and it's not right and it's like yeah, you just waited half a year and they it's didn't tough. do something that you asked and you got to send it back for another Six months to get whatever. I think some of the DW group, whatever I saw, like something was wrong with their snare drum that they ordered. It's like, yeah, I waited, uh, waited four weeks and uh, they didn't do the thing I wanted. So back to the drawing board, man. man. Ooh, that's right. tough. It's tough. Uh, you know, that's why I'm. I'll just be patient, and something will pop up, or both of them will pop up. Whatever. Yeah, I will find something, and I will catch it. It's. I mean, my alerts are set everywhere. As soon as it pops up, credit card done. <laughs> like, that'll be the fastest sale that anybody ever put on eBay if it pops up on eBay. Um, so back to our uh, comment section. Let's see. Rich Henry goes, buyer's remorse. It's the thrill of the hunt. YOLO. I'm with you. Thrill of the hunt for sure. Uh, then we have, I bite pretty harsh. I spent months listening to snare demos before deciding on the cannabis, uh, the maple snare. Cleanest, clearest tone with tons of crack and no overtones. Check it out. I love mine. Canopus makes awesome drums. They I'm, do. And I've always wanted to get one, but at the same time, I feel dirty. That's how I, I thought about it because I could go with um, kind of like uh, like Charlie said, you could just get a crack. Because like for me, 
when my o- when my OCD kicks in, it's like it's all got to be Pearl. Or if I'm playing the vintage stuff, it's all got to be Ludwig. Yeah. But there are exceptions. Like you could play whatever you want, but have a Cravioto snare because that's like a custom specialty piece. Or yeah. you could have anything you want with a Dunnett snare. It's a specialty piece. Any of those like that. But this one, I'm not going to be buying a Cravioto or anything like that. Not, not that for any other reason. I'm just not looking for one. So it has to be Pearl. Yeah. And I want to keep it in that brand because I know I'm going to be playing Pearl for the rest of my life. So I'm not, I'm, you know, it, I want all that stuff to match and I want to get a new piece in that I can tear up over the course of 10 years. Yeah. Um, so, but he is right. Um, the cannabis stuff has always been really, really nice. And he went with maple, which for me is the easiest way to go. It's like the EMAD of drum materials. Yeah. Maple, you cannot go wrong with. It is warm. It's got good crack. It's readily available and it's not always terribly expensive. Yeah. Um, so I can, and that, that's a new commenter, right? That is new. What was his name again? I bite pretty harsh. That's right, bro. Thank you for commenting. I appreciate that. All right, moving on. That's it. Oh, that's it? Yep. Well, I think the lesson of the day is just going to have to be patient. Wait for it. Don't pull the trigger on something that you're kind of iffy about. Yeah. Iffy about, um, which I almost did with the masters on eBay and I also did with the Kapoor. Had anybody had that thing in stock, I probably would have ordered it. Um, but I'm going to wait. My my fancy may change. It may not. We'll have to see. But uh, either way, I'm excited for you because tomorrow morning, 10 o'clock a.m., Jared is heading one hour north of us to go pick up his long-awaited, custom-built Swindle drum set. Oh, yes. And I hope that your day starts out well. You get a nice coffee and a nice good coffee poo going. And then you head up to Hattiesburg. And I hope everything works out well. It's going to be a long day for you. Yeah, it's going to be real long. You'll be running off adrenaline, so it won't really matter. You'll just yeah, be so excited you got your kit. Yeah. I mean, i got to go through, get some stuff packed, and got to get, uh, got to figure what symbols I'm going to bring for the demo. Yeah. I think I've already figured out I'm going to bring the old K-Cons. 14s that... I've been I've been really liking this combination. Got that thing from Hucifer, the high bell thin low, and then using the medium thin low as the ride mm-hmm. on the right side. With you know I love rivets, I love dangly bits and and sizzles and things. The nice set you got. It's sweet. I've been I've been playing around that at the house. Uh, cause I got the Kalina Bob kit put up. And that's what I've been playing around at night. It sounds really good. I think that'll sound. I think that'll sound good with whatever you pair it with. So I hope that goes well. And then. All of you can expect next week when Jarrett comes back that we should have maybe a little short video and definitely some pictures yeah. of the brand new kit. And also, unless anything changes between now and next week, we will be having our special guest on next week, yep. Mr. Cedric Fiesel of the Mississippi Gulf Coast, killer drummer and a very animated character. So oh, he yes. will be on here. There will probably be a lot of cutting up. Jarrett and I are pretty dry with each other. When Cedric gets in here, it's gonna be like it's gonna be like Cleveland just sitting right here <laughs> in the third. Oh man, <laughs> it's gonna be so much fun! I'm looking forward to it a lot. Oh yeah. Um, so definitely, um, kind of a light week this week, but next week is gonna be heavy. So if you want to get any submissions in, make sure you get them into me before Thursday, so we can show them off on the show. We'll have Jarrett stuff to show off, and we will have our special guest. Oh yeah. 
So it's going to be going to be a very good week. And as always, just to remind everybody, even though we are live here on YouTube every Thursday, 6 p.m. Central Standard Time, you can also find the audio only version of the podcast at Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Simply search Bearded Bearded Drums. So. Thank you for everybody that hung in with us this week. Thank you for everybody that sent in submissions. Glad to see Richie. Glad to see Josh, Mark, Charlie, all of the legacy members that hang out with us here every week here on Bearded Drums Live. And I'm freaking starving. I'm so ready to eat after we screw around and do whatever we do after every podcast. But yeah, yeah, it'll be time to eat for sure. Anything you want to say before we get out of here, Jarrett? Um, no, well, I'll just reiterate this from last week. Make sure to change your passwords and password security. You want to be a strong password. Don't use the same password on everything. No, don't. Yes. Take it from Jared. He's been learning for the past two weeks. So as always, thank you everybody for hanging out. And as usual, we will catch you on the next one. Later guys. Bye.